This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the place to stay updated and educated. Tech Guide episode 360. Hello and welcome to the show. Great to have your company with us once again. First time listeners, we're glad you found us and we hope we turn you into regular listeners. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, we're going to take a look at the high pressure tactics and underhanded methods used by some NBN providers. Hoyts has introduced D-Box seating in cinemas to add motion to the experience and how you can save even more money with Reposit on your electricity. And we'll chat with CEO Dean Spachavento about it later on. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to check out the new Muse 2 Meditation Band. Samsung has just unveiled its new Galaxy Tab S6 and Epson has launched a portable laser printer. And we'll wrap things up with the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and also Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Some interesting news coming out of the NBN. We, we did speak, I think, a little while ago about the fact that they've uh, now crossed more than uh, 10 million. They've connected more than 10 million homes and businesses, and there's less than a year to go, would you believe, before the rollout is completed. Uh, but there's other news which isn't so good that's come out of actually from the telecommunications industry ombudsman talking about some of, uh, this is the result of their investigation, some of the behaviour, the high-pressure tactics from some phone and internet providers to sign up people to the NBN. Now, as you know, the NBN uh, allows users, customers, to connect to any internet service provider. So the NBN is the wholesaler, and then you find a retailer, which is the internet service provider. Now, before that, the situation with the internet was, it was a lot more limited, of course, because uh, if there was a Telstra cable near your home and you wanted that, that was that was your only choice. If there was an Optus cable, same deal. You, you were kind of limited in your choices, but not so with the NBN, as I said. You, you've got all these options and any any customer can sign with any internet service provider. So when when it becomes news that your area is is connected to the NBN, there's a list of people, uh, all these names get put on this register, on, on this database where companies can then bid or contact them with the hope of gaining their business. Now, naturally, the kind of, the, the contact you normally can expect from the NBN would be perhaps from your current internet service provider. Say, for example, you're a Telstra customer and Telstra, they'll contact you to say, NBN is available in your area. Here are our plans because you're their customer already and they naturally would like to to tra- to transfer you to their NBN to to switch you over. Uh, in my case, it was it was Optus that was my internet service provider and I not only got letters from Optus, but also letters from TPG, IINet, all these other companies who wanted to entice me to joining their service. Now, a letter's fine. I don't mind receiving a letter. But in this instance, the, the telecommunications industry ombudsman has conducted uh, an investigation and there's a lot of cold calling going on with some smaller internet providers and phone providers really putting the high pressure, the the the, the hard the hard push for to sign up customers to the NBN. And uh, you know, this is obviously unethical behaviour 
behavior when it comes to dealing with customers and telling them the truth, plain and simple. A lot of them are lying. A lot of them are saying that, look, if you don't sign up today, you're going to lose your phone connection. You're going to lose your internet connection. You're going to lose your phone number. All these things, uh, and they're, they're kind of trying to pressure them into agreeing to a plan there and then. Well, We've got news for you. You don't have to do that. This, this heavy-handed approach uh, is, is particularly affecting older customers who are less tech-savvy, uh, tend to be a little bit more gullible when it comes to technology and the, the risk that they're going to lose their internet connection or their home phone line. They're the, they're the most susceptible customers, and we find that they are the ones who are making the complaints. So it's it's really sad state of affairs that they're putting the hard the hard push on a, a lot of customers here. And I don't know, maybe you've been you've you've maybe received a call. I've even heard of robo calls going out to customers for the NBN and uh, all these various threats. And if they don't do this and do that, they're going to lose everything. Well, there are there is a list of tips here that you can do. So here's things you can do to manage a cold call from a telemarketer about trying to move you to the NBN. So first of all, check who the telemarketer is working for. If they don't tell you that right away, if it's not clear, hang up. Don't waste your time. Check whether that you're you're signing up to a new plan on the old network or on the NBN. There's been some cheeky providers who are selling you to non-NBN plans. So just check that the NBN is connected in your area. Really easy to do that by going to the NBN website and entering your address. They'll tell you not only when or if you've already connected, but also what type of connection as well. The other point is don't be rushed. Understand the details uh, of the plan if you're considering it and take your time. You don't have to agree to a new contract or plan there and then. Even ask for a copy of the plan. Ask them to send you uh, a doc- documentation to some sort of information or, or a link to a website, uh, a fact sheet or something. And again, don't feel pressurized to make a decision on the spot. Take your time. When the NBN is available in your area, you have 18 months to connect. If anyone tells you any differently, they're lying to you. You've got a year and a half before your your current internet connection is transited over to the NBN. And it's not like they're going to flick a switch on you with a day's notice. When that deadline is approaching, your current internet service provider will let you know that, 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 that it is approaching. So don't feel that you're going to be cut off suddenly. You're going to have plenty of warning. Also, don't reveal any personal information before you're ready to sign up for the new plan. If uh, So don't don't be telling them too much about yourself, your address, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and also, to know your rights. When when uh, you, You're allowed to change your mind. You know, if you, if you happen to fall victim to one of these people and, and sign a contract, you have 10 business days to cancel that contract. There's a cooling-off period. Uh, it's kind of the part of the consumer protection, the customer protection there. So you can back out. If you're not comfortable, you're not happy with it, maybe someone's told you a couple of days later, you might be listening to this very podcast and realize that you've signed up to a plan that you didn't really want. If it was within 10 business days, you can go back and say, look, call the whole jam off. I don't want anything to do with it. That You are within your rights to do that. So be careful. If anyone calls you and wanting to connect you to the NBN, Take your time and follow those tips. If you want to read them for yourself, you can find them at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec.
Now, I'm a, I'm a massive movie fan. I love going to the movies. I think, uh, when, especially when you're seeing a, a nice big blockbuster film. And uh, for me, I'm I'm counting the days for Episode Nine, The Rise of Skywalker. That's I think yeah, in December, mid 19th of December, I think it is. Uh, and I'll I'll will be first one uh, at the box office, first one in the door to get in the cinema. And I, I really enjoy that whole experience. In fact, I enjoyed it so much that I recreated it in my house. I wanted to be able to have that same feeling here at home that I do at the movies. But I think what's happened over the years is the technology has got so good and the quality of what we're seeing at home is so good that we it, it takes a lot to get us to the movies. Me in particular, I've got a really good setup here, 150-inch screen, Sony 4K HDR projector, electric recliners, 7.2. It's the movies at my house. And I'm a big fan of movies, and I don't drink or smoke. That, that, that's what I love. So it takes a lot to get me to the movies. And I think the cinema chains are feeling that as well. Uh, and in particular, Hoyt's just this week have announced they're introducing D-Box seats to their cinemas, to some of their cinemas. Now, D-Box is, they've been around for a while. D-Box is a company that make chairs and actuators. So if you've got existing chair and furniture, you maybe put this under a chair leg and it moves the, moves the chair in, according to what it sees on the screen. So it's synchronized with what's happening on the screen. If you, if in this case, if you go to Hoyt's, there's a reserve section for D-Box customers, still the same recliner seats, uh, and, and you've got your own control panel as well. But what it does, it synchronizes with the action on the screen. So we've got our, our visual aspect, of course, the big screen. We've got our audio, which is all the speakers and all the surround sound and Dolby Atmos and all of that. Well, now you've got the D-Box effect as well. So you are feeling vibrations and motion based on what you're watching. Say, for example, uh, the hero on the screen is in a car chase or in a, on a bumpy plane ride, the seat will reflect what you're watching on the screen. So it feels like you're actually in the film. It feels like you're there and you're doing the same thing. So it's, it's a physical experience as well as being an audio-visual audio experience as well. So the seat vibrates and moves. And don't worry, each seat has its own control panel so you can actually control the level of reaction you're getting. You might turn it right down to low so it's only very minor vibrations or you might just go, let's turn it up to 11 and just let, let's rock this thing. That's certainly up to you. So Hoyt's is the first one of the first in Australia, or the first in Australia to install D-Box. I, I have heard of some cinemas in the US that had this, and I do know that some people have these chairs in their homes because you may not know this, but there's more than 1,400 titles that have been released on Blu-ray and 4K UHD that actually have a D-Box track so that if you do have a D-Box system at home, you can still have that exactly synchronized experience that Hoyts are offering uh, for their brand new releases, of course. So it'd be, be probably a movie like uh, Fast and the Furious, Hobbs and Shaw, which I still saw the other day. It's just a big, stupid action film, a lot of funny one-liners and just a lot of explosions and car chases, and you get what you pay for. And I'd say that would be a prime example of uh, a D-Box film that you'd see. You would be rocking and rolling, a lot of car chases, there's a lot of stunts, a lot of things going on. You'd feel the movie as 
well as hear it and see it. But if you uh, you can also get this technology in your home and check if you've got any of those sort of big blockbuster action films at home, look on the back. If you've got it on Blu-ray or on 4K, look on the back and look for the D-Box symbol. There should be a D-Box. If it is a D-Box title, then you'll see that on the back. So if you decide to go down this path at home, if you want a little bit more than just sitting there and listening and watching, you want to actually get involved, this is the way to do it. But in the meantime, Hoyt Cinemas, there's four or three so far in the country. There's one in Wetherill Park in Sydney here in New South Wales. Uh, And then there's also Northland and High Point in Victoria. Those two Hoyt Cinemas are already open with the D-Box seats. The Hoyt's Entertainment Quarter, the old Fox Fox Studios here in Sydney, will also, they'll be the next cinema to feature D-Box seating following a complete refurbishment of the complex. They're going to be a complete reno and they're going to have D-Box in uh, it once they've completed it. But it is an experience. If you haven't tried it for yourself, it's like being on like a, not, not quite a roller coaster, but uh, a similar kind of effect. Uh, there's a lot of plenty of rides where you're sitting in a seat and the, the movement of the, of the cabin you're in simulates the, the movement. This is a similar thing to that, but not obviously not on as grand a scale as you would see in an amusement park. If you want to find out more and check out what the seats look like and where you can experience D-Box, check it out, techguide.com.au. Now, if there was one thing where you would love to save money, uh, I think one one area of your life, you would say your power bills. Uh, it is uh, something that is constantly on the rise and never, never gets cheaper, your, your electricity bills. But I think rather than uh, being, rather than try, trying to work harder for to get a better electricity deal, there is a way you could work smarter. And the way to do that is with Reposit. Now, Reposit is a company that provides smarts to your home energy system. It's actually a small box that gets installed in your electrical switchboard. So you install that, and then the smart technology takes care of all of the They'll, they'll know when stuff, electricity is off-peak and all these other things. So you can let it do all the heavy lifting and give you the best possible deal. So it'll tell you, no, no, don't do the washing now. Do it in three hours when the power is cheaper. Uh, little things like that. And not just for people who have just paying their electricity bill that are on the grid. This also gives customers with solar panels and batteries and even higher efficiency when it comes to their home energy management. So uh, a really interesting aspect here, and the bottom line is getting you the best possible deal for your electricity so you're not getting ripped off. Uh, We caught up with Dean Spacevetto, who's the CEO of Reposit, uh, and he's got the best explanation. So let's hear from him. He'll tell you all about Reposit. Dean, thanks for joining us. Uh, We're here to talk about Reposit. Uh, this is a way for customers to be a little bit smarter on how they use their electricity to make their solar and batteries even work a bit harder. Tell us all about it. Just give us a, an explanation on how it works. All right, Stephen. Thanks for having me on. Um, I'd be happy to. Uh, Reposit is a smart controller, a brain, if you like, for a battery and solar system. Uh, its job is to make sure that the battery is earning um, as much financial return, so cash or making the most savings uh, that it possibly can be at, at all points in time. So 
at the very the very basics of it is that the reposit controller, a little box that lives next to your battery or in your switchboard, um, is constantly making sure that the battery is okay. Um, and so it's looking to ensure that first of all it can talk to the thing. Um, the second one is that the battery is um, behaving correctly. So when we give it an instruction, it responds. When we ask it for data, it responds. Uh, that the battery hasn't got any um, warnings that it's sending anybody. That the battery um, is still available to charge and discharge. Um, and then we take all that information. Not only do we use a bunch of AI to understand what the condition of the battery is like, um, we also communicate that condition um, both to the person who installed the battery, in a lot of cases that's a solar installer, um, and also to the customer uh, where we think the customer needs to be notified, okay. so we're the end user. So that the, it, it can only be used if you've got panels and a battery, or can it be used by anybody? It actually can be used by anybody. Um, the real value of it comes when you've got it watching a, a solar and battery system. If you just install it without a solar and battery system, then it will give you um, real-time information about how you're using your electricity, give it to you um, on an app that's always available, um, and it'll start to gather data and make recommendations eventually, once it's got enough data, uh, about how much um, solar might be good for you and how much battery might be good for you. And if solar and battery is not good for you, it will simply not okay. make any recommendation. Sure. And so the secret source, though, of Reposit is the is the AI, the intelligence, and how it can it can it does all the heavy lifting through all that intelligence, doesn't it? Trying to give you the best usage uh, of, and and know what the best times to use electricity is as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. So once we understand the battery, and everyone's is a little bit different. Um, uh, depending on how they're installed, where they're installed, what inverter they're connected to, how much solar you've got, um, what the load in your house is like, how large and when it comes on. Is it you know, heavily around school times? Is it heavily around in the evening? Um, once we understand all that kind of stuff, then the repository controller can actually start to do things, control the battery differently um, to get your electricity bill down to, and we target to zero or beyond. Um, and so the two real... The two real key um, groupings of intelligence there are working to get your electricity bill as low as possible behind the meter, which means uh, making sure your bill, your cost of electricity is as low as possible, and then trying to find opportunities to have your battery earn money in the market. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and we can talk about each of those in turn. Sure. And the idea is to sort of uh, to, to reduce your bill as far as it can go. So because the, the whole, I think the scenario that a lot of people dream for is to be like off the grid for one of a, of better words. So this is kind of a way for you to make that or to bring you as close to that point as possible, isn't it? Yeah. So what we think is that people actually don't want to have to worry about getting an electricity bill. I think people would like for the piece of paper to never turn up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, and, and I can understand that. I'm exactly the same. Uh, and so that's what we, which we're trying to get everybody there. Um, for, for at least in, in the meantime, for a little while, the piece of paper will turn up. But if it does turn up, we don't want it to be a shock. We want it to be a number you go, yeah, that's reasonable. And like um, everything, uh, it, it also comes with an app, doesn't it? There's an app, a companion app that really can guide you and give you a full way to monitor the whole thing. That's right. So the companion app is there to give you uh, up-to-the-minute understanding of 
how much you've paid for electricity today, yesterday, last week, last month, last year, um, so that um, fundamentally you can understand how you're doing. It'll let you understand if you're getting better, um, if the solar system that you've got is working, if the battery that you've got is working, if the reposit it smarts are working. Um, uh, and it also gives you real-time information so you can walk around your house, turn things on and off, and get a feeling for which things use the most electricity. Yeah, right. And I understand that there's some of your customers are really they're obsessed with the app and trying to get that that price down, the, the electricity usage down. Is that right? There's a whole there's a whole field of people out there that are right into it. Yeah, look, there's a whole group of people. We call them the valuers. <laughs> and uh, and they go around um, working, it's almost a competition for them. Um, to to get their their bill as low as possible on things that they can control, and so to begin with, that's just being able to see it, and then then from there you can say, oh maybe I don't maybe this thing oh yeah that thing does use a lot of electricity I won't be turning that on so much, and then they move to the next phase, which is like they ask the reposit to start being cleverer, uh-huh. and by they do that by having their electricity plan change and trusting reposit to manage their electricity plan to get the bill down. Then they start to use our if this then that integration and start to program things like their pool pump or some people are doing their hot water heaters. Um, uh, and then at the very end of all that stuff, people can start thinking about, well, maybe I want to put more battery on, maybe I want to put more solar on. But there's a, you know, a cost curve to it. The cheapest thing you can do is understand what's going on and then start to um, change your behavior. And the next cheapest thing you can do is get on a better electricity plan yeah, exactly. Well, to me, it seems that Reposit is a great way for people to understand their energy usage and to do something about it. That's kind of the bottom line. You want to save some dollars there. But what other sort of customers you got? You mentioned the valuable before. What other type of customers do you have? So we have comforters. Uh, a comforter customer is somebody who just uh, doesn't want to feel any bad feelings around electricity bill time or actually doesn't want to have to worry about their electricity, okay. either in costs or their gear working or safety or anything like that. Typically, a comforter will be happy to spend a little bit more, um, uh, but they're looking for peace of mind. Okay. Um, and that peace of mind comes in um, into play with choosing a solar installer who they like, who they feel they can trust, who they know will be there for them when something goes wrong. And ultimately, these systems... Um, are more complicated than not having a system. And so things do go wrong from time to time. You need to have a good solar installer. So they'll pay a bit more to get a good solar installer and build a relationship with that solar installer. They'll pay a bit more and get um, a a battery system that's got a 10-year plus warranty on it. Um, Typically, they always buy, um, well, the ones we see, of course, always buy Reposit and a trust Reposit to just take care of things for them. Um, and they'll also pay attention to um, things like um, um, being able to leave their lights on when they want or being able to leave their air conditioning on when they want sure. because they're looking for comfort not just in their electricity bill, but they're also looking for comfort in their lifestyle. No worries. Dean, we really appreciate you talking to us about Reposit. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Stephen. Love to talk to you. This is Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. That's the company that can protect you 
and your family online. Now, we live in a world where hackers are constantly finding new ways to steal your personal information. And we, we live our lives online. We spend so much time there, and it's quite possible we could find ourselves in a cyber criminal site. It's not a matter of if. It's often a matter of when. These cyber criminals are relentless. The Norton team is dedicated to keeping people safe online no matter how they connect. So whether you're paying your bills on your phone, shopping on your tablet, or banking on your laptop, Norton Security Premium is working hard behind the scenes to help keep your information, your identity, and your devices protected. For more information on how to protect your digital life, visit au.norton.com. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennec. First up in the Tech Guide reviews this week, we're going to talk about a slightly unusual product, I'll call it. It's not something I would normally use, but I was offered the opportunity to review it, and I thought, why not? I'm going to give this a go. I'm talking about, of course, Muse 2. That's M-U-S-E, Muse 2. Now, this is a meditation headband. So what it basically does, you wear it. Uh, so you wear it on. It's, it's like putting on a pair of sunglasses, but the glasses part is missing. So it goes behind your ears. There's a strap across your forehead. Pictures on Tech Guide if you want to check it out. And it has sensors on board, numerous sensors, so you get real time feedback on your brain activity, on your heart rate, and on your breathing, so that it can actually put you in a more calmer state when you want to meditate. That's the whole idea of meditation is to reach a, a state of calm so that your mind is, is, is less active. It's, it's, it's settled and quiet. And, and often that, that helps people de-stress. And uh, there's various reasons why people meditate. It's their moment to depressurize, to, to do things better in their lives. But with the product like the Muse 2, it allows someone like myself who's never meditated a minute in his life it actually made me aware of what's required. Now, it's, it's okay for someone to say, okay, you need to meditate, get in a dark room, shut your eyes and calm down, and, and okay, okay, easy for you to say. But with this product, you're actually getting real-time feedback. So it comes with an app as well. So imagine being able to tell when your brain isn't as calm as it should be. You get these little reactions through the app. Now, how the app works, it's really simple. For your meditation sessions, you'd normally last... For me, they were like the, for, for the beginner, they lasted about three, three and a half minutes. And in that time, I was able to see the periods of where my brain activity was a lot calmer than, than other parts. And the, how you know this is you, you can hear through the app, and you can wear headphones so you're not disturbing anyone. You hear the sound of rain through the app. And so the harder the rain sound, the busier and more active your mind is. So when you see, if you want, you get some on-screen instructions to you know, breathe, close your eyes, and I, you actually can make the rain quiet down. When you quiet down the rain and even turn it silent, it means your brain activity is, is as low as it can be. So you, you, you're you achieving that calm. So when my mind drifted, of course, and my thoughts started up again, the rain sound got heavier and louder. So that was my cue to then focus in on myself and start breathing and to try to, to, to concentrate on calming myself. And I found after two, three, four goes, I was getting better at it. And, and my periods of, of where my brain activity was less, it sort of graphs it all out. And I was finding that uh, I had 30 seconds to start with in the, and then I got to 45 seconds and now I'm well over a minute. So it is a really cool way to 
to know, get that real-time feedback to to get you in the zone there to reach this this meditation state, this this calm state. Now, for those of you who are already into meditation, you can take this a step further. There are subscription. There's a subscription model where you can get guided meditation as well. And you know, this is a sophisticated piece of equipment. There's, there's not only is it have the the EEG sensors, but it can also measure your your pulse oximetry, breath, and your heart sensors. It's all measuring. It's got a gyroscope on board, so there's a lot of technology built into this little headband, and it's adjustable too. So it's easy to find the right fit for yourself. In fact, there's a section when you first set it up, it does tell you, okay, you you, you can see the coloured sections filling when you're when it's connected properly. It gives you like a a, a visual reference to how well it's connected and you can adjust it. It tells you what you need to do. And uh, I found that once I was in that zone, I just knew I had to keep still. And that helps you achieve that calm as well. So if you're moving around and fidgeting around, then you, you, you're you not going to get to that state. So the the, the guided meditation, uh, there's a full catalog of courses. And then depending on what you want to achieve, there's areas you can you can maybe do a course on trying to get better sleep or increasing your confidence, reducing stress, improving your work performance. All these sorts of things are achievable through meditation. Who'd have thought it? The Muse 2, you can buy it now. It's not cheap. It's 249 US dollars. You can get it from the Muse site there's a link on tech guide as well but you know what i uh, wouldn't have known med- meditation had i not have looked at this product and i'm glad i did i do i do occasionally sort of challenge myself to sort of find some time to just to chill out and calm down and try to br- reduce my brain activity to sort of just to, to achieve a bit of peace in my busy day uh if you want to check it out for yourself you could do that the re- review is right there for you to read at techguide.com.au Alrighty, now this isn't a review, but I just want to tell you some news about the new Samsung Galaxy Tab S tablet. I had like about 10 minutes with it. Uh, they had a, a session uh, under embargo where they let us get our hands on it, and uh, this isn't going to go on sale till September. So uh, I got an early look at the product that's only just been announced, the Samsung Galaxy Tab S6 tablet. Uh, it's got a 10.5-inch Super AMOLED display. Really impressive screen there. You, you just think about what you can do with that screen. Not only is it a great way to for uh, to be productive on the go, but also a great way to kick back and uh, let it be your entertainment device as well. There's quad speakers tuned by AKG on board as well, so it sounds as good as it looks. There's also Dolby Atmos on board, would you believe? It is really light and so thin. It's wafer thin. It's 5.7 millimetres, and I've measured that. That's That's thin enough to slip under a door. That's how thin this thing is, 5.7 millimetres. You'll be really surprised when you get it in your hand. and only weighs 420 grams. But these svelte dimensions don't uh, don't think that it's a. This isn't a powerful device as well. Uh, this can really perform. It's available with uh, six gig of RAM and one hundred and twenty eight gig of storage. And there's another uh, higher model, the eight gig RAM and two fifty six gig onboard memory as well. But it also comes with an S Pen. S Pen is the the famous little pen that comes with the Galaxy Note. Uh, phones, which I'm actually going to be in New York next week for uh, the Galaxy Note 10 launch. So 
tune into episode 361 to hear all about that. But for the moment, the S Pen is also going to be part of the Tab S6. So not only can you be creative, you can also, it offers you that creativity, but also the connectivity as well. So you can draw, write on the screen, sketch, whatever you need to do. But you can also then use it as like a, a little mouse. You can use the button to, to trigger selfies and to control your entertainment. It, it's, it, it does react to, it connects to the tablet and gives you that control, that wireless hands-free control as well, which is really handy. So this is, uh, it comes with, it doesn't come with it, an extra is the keyboard, uh, and there's also a stand that you can put on the back, it magnetically attaches to the back of the tablet, and then it's got a little kickstand, so it really turns into a laptop solution as well. Speaking of which, they've also got the DeX functionality. So anyone who's ever seen the previous Note devices and other Samsung tablets will know that DeX is your PC-like interface that you can tap into. So you can go through emails and, and use the device like it's a desktop computer. Uh, this allows you to do that as well. It's an Android device, but when it's in DeX mode, it makes it more like a PC. It gives you that appearance, uh, and it also allows you to run PC-like applications as well, including Office Suite and all these major applications that we all use day-to-day for our productivity. Uh, it's really easy to access that. You know, you just go, there's a function key that puts it into DeX mode, and it's very easy to slip back out and use the uh, to use Android as well. Now, I told you it is powerful. It's powered by a 7-nanometer, 64-bit octa-core processor. Uh, that's a 81% faster CPU than the previous, than the Tab S5, and the GPU is also the the graphics processor unit is 68% faster as well. So uh, it's, it's great for you to get through or even demanding applications on the go. Uh, it does have that PC-like performance. Also got really healthy battery life. It's got a 7,040 milliamp hour battery. So that's going uh, to give you all-day performance right there. They've got a special offer too. It goes pre-orders are available from August 27, and customers who order the 6 gigabyte 128 gig storage version will automatically be upgraded to the 8 gig 256 gig version model at no extra cost. So don't opt for the, the top model. If you're going to pre-order it, opt for the bottom model and get the top model at no extra charge. That would be what I'd do. Uh, and that, I said, the kicks off August 27. Uh, not going to go on sale, though, till, uh, till September. September sometime. September 13 is when it's going to actually go on sale. It's going to be available in two colours, cloud blue and mountain grey. Both attractive colours right there. We've got all the specs uh, on Tech Guide. Pricing hasn't officially been announced. I think closer to the 27th of August, they're going to uh, give us the pricing. But this is a product, if you want to compare it with other products, this is kind of Samsung's version of the iPad Pro, in case you were wondering. This is their professional version for their tablet. And that S Pen that I told you about connects magnetically to the back of the tablet, which not only connects it via Bluetooth, but also recharges it as well. 10 minutes of charge on the back of the tablet will give you 10 hours of use with the Galaxy Tab S6. Well worth checking out. If you want to see it for yourself, you know where to go, techguide.com.au.
Well, next up, we're going to talk about the Epson Laser Projector. Now, I've only just received this, so I haven't put it through its paces, but I have seen how small it is. This is a remarkable little product. Uh, Epson, very well known for making projectors. Their their 4K projectors and other projectors are pretty impressive. But this is a laser projector. So you're getting pretty decent quality here uh, and and really brightness, a lot of brightness as well. High brightness, so bright, you can use this during the day. And without even having to shut any windows, this is that's how bright it is. It'll, you can use it lights on in the middle of the day. That's how that's how it'll work. It's the EF one hundred W is the white model, and the EF one hundred B is the black model with the copper accent. So there's the white with the silver accent, black with the copper accent. But I did say it was small. It's only twenty three centimeters long, twenty one centimeters wide, and nine centimeters high. It's pretty small, small enough to take with you. That's the whole idea. It's portable. So you can really easily set it up. Uh, it connects via Bluetooth to your phone, to other, to your tablet. You can even connect it with a cable to a DVD or Blu-ray player. Uh, and you can also connect a sound bar if you want. There is a built-in speaker with the uh, with the projector, but you could uh, take that a step further, maybe connect a sound bar or even connect a Bluetooth speaker. You might have a decent Bluetooth speaker uh, that, that you might want to connect. That's possible as well. Uh, so not only will you can connect it directly with a cable or stream uh, via Bluetooth, but you can also stream content from products like Amazon Fire, Google Chromecast uh, as well. And I, I said there's built-in speakers, but uh, connecting a soundbar or a speaker or even headphones, you might want to, there's a headphone jack, or you can, you can connect headphones via Bluetooth. There's that option as well. So you can watch everything and hear everything through your headphones. Now, this little device can can create an image up to 150 inches, can you believe? It only weighs 2.7 kilograms, but it can project an image up to 150 inches. And you don't even need a screen. If you just got a blank wall, that'll do. you got a screen, even better. You can beam it up on the ceiling, on the floor, wherever you want. So plenty of new features to look at as well, including there's a keystone correction as well on board. So if uh, if you're if you're hitting the screen at a, at a slight angle, so it's keystone auto picture adjustment is what they call it. So what that means is that if you're not hitting the wall at the right angle, the the image tends to look like a parallelogram. So the the sides of the image, it's like looking at a road that's going away from you. It's sort of the the sides of the image angle upwards. So what this keystone auto picture adjustment does is actually square up the image so if the beam's not hitting the surface properly if it's hitting it at an angle it's smart enough to square it up and give you a professional looking image uh, uh, that's a handy feature that some some much more expensive sp- uh, projectors don't even have. So that's pretty cool. So whether you're watching, you can watch a movie on the go. You might be you, you might need to do a presentation. You might you might be uh, pitching for a business and you you got this U butte Epson laser projector. You can pull it out of your briefcase and then uh, present present to someone on a grand scale, which is pretty cool. Uh, it, as I said, 2.7 kilos. It's got a long-lasting and high-quality laser light source. Remember the laser. Uh, so it gives you uh, 2.5 million to one dynamic contrast. It's got WXGA resolution, which is around full HD resolution, uh, and that big display size, that's pretty cool as well. There's one HDMI port. Uh, two USB ports as well, um, and a built-in 5-watt speaker, but you can connect others through Bluetooth, don't forget. Uh, pretty low fan noise as well, so it's only 26 decibels, so it's whisper quiet, this thing. 
the Epson EF100 projectors. They're available now. They're priced at $1,699. But it's a little pocket rocket, this one. It's going to, uh, I'm looking forward to setting it up and beaming my movies on the wall, on the screen. Might even take it away with me on my travels. Well, it's that small that you can do it. If you want to read our full story, check it out, techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Now, you've upgraded your smartphone and probably your TV and your laptop, but when was the last time you upgraded your home Wi-Fi? Well, it's probably been a while. Well, the future of Wi-Fi has arrived. It's time to welcome Wi-Fi 6. If you watch your shows on services like Netflix in 4K, you need the newest line of high-performance routers from Netgear. It's like giving your streaming the VIP treatment. The Netgear Nighthawk Wi-Fi 6 routers give you ultra-fast speeds and wider coverage throughout your home. You get four times the capacity compared to today's Wi-Fi, which means you can connect more devices and stream simultaneously without impacting Wi-Fi speed and reliability. The devices of today and tomorrow demand more. So what you need is high-performance Wi-Fi that can keep up with you and your entire family. It's the biggest revolution in Wi-Fi ever, and you could be one of the first to have the next generation of Wi-Fi 6 technology with the Netgear Nighthawk router. Turn your Wi-Fi up to 6 with the Nighthawk Wi-Fi 6 router. Go check it out today at netgear.com slash Wi-Fi 6. That's netgear.com slash Wi-Fi 6, Wi-Fi, and the number 6. And now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk is brought to you by Belkin. They're our new partners on the podcast. So if you're after any accessories for power, for charging, for cables and mobile accessories, check them out, belkin.com forward slash AU. Today, a few questions from our readers. You can actually fill out the Ask Stephen page on Tech Guide. There's a, a, an icon on the right-hand side, or you can record a voice bite. So you can click on the record button on the home page. So you can, you can send me your voice if you want to be heard on the podcast and tell all your friends that you're on the Tech Guide podcast, and I'll answer it live on the show. Or if you want to send an email, you can do it through our Ask Stephen link on techguide.com.au. But today, we're talking one uh, one of our readers had a bit of an issue with an Android device they purchased. And to me, it sounds like there may be an adjustment they need to make in the settings. So when when uh, he got the, he, I think it was a Nokia Android phone, he got it home and he said, look, it only works on Wi-Fi. When I turn Wi-Fi off, I can't get a connection. Uh, it's a pretty simple fix. If you go into the settings, there is a, a setting for your mobile data. Uh, often uh, this is switched off, so all it does is connect via Wi-Fi. When mobile data switched on, it means you can roam on your network at home, uh, anywhere you are on your operator's network, and you'll be able to connect. Now, data roaming, that's another thing. So if you've got, if you are roaming uh, overseas, if you've got, uh, if you might be a Vodafone customer with a $5 a day, you might be a Telstra $10 a day, you might have an Optus $10 a day package, you need to turn data roaming on uh, for that to work. So if a lot of people get overseas and think, I thought I paid for my $5 a month, $5 a day or $10 a day roaming package and it's not working. Go in the settings and make sure data roaming is turned on. That's that's over and above mobile data. You need mobile data on, but also data roaming as well. 
I had another interesting question too from another uh, a reader who was getting their the NBN is coming. They're saying they said that the NBN is going to be using their old Foxtel cable, which is the old Telstra cable. So uh, to me, that sounds like HFC. And they asked the question, they said, well, will the modem and the router be located near the television because they're getting their Foxtel through the same cable? Well, not necessarily. Normally, if there's a modem in the house, that's the point where the cable's coming into the house. The Foxtel box has probably been connected through another cable in the, from the same origin. So not necessarily you won't have it in your lounge room and have all that paraphernalia around your television. It's likely to be where the modem is located, not where your television is located. Now, I, I know that the NBN has certain policies that they that they use when connecting people. I was one of these people who fell to that. Their policy was, I've got fibre to the curb. Their policy, and that comes in, that's fibre along my footpath from the pit to my house is the copper line. The existing copper line brings the NBN into my house. So the NBN's responsibility is to activate the nearest point in the home to that connection. Now, in my case, it was the very front corner of my house, which is not where I have my modem. And so I had to make some phone calls to my provider, which is Optus, who uh, had to come and move the phone line back to where I wanted it to be uh, in my office where uh, is where all my modems are located. So where you want your modem, you don't always get the choice. My advice is to check with your provider as to the leeway you've got. If you're choosing the existing provider that you have and you have already a connection uh, that it, where the modem is now, ask whether the NBN needs to be in a different place. Uh, best to have that kind of information ahead of time so there's no delay when you're getting connected. Uh, yet more questions for the NBN. But if you want to send us your own, uh, send us uh, either a record a voice bite or uh, hit that Ask Stephen icon on the side of the Tech Guide homepage and you'll be able to get in touch with us and ask us a question that we too will be talking about right here on the Help Desk. Can you believe that's already the end of the show? Geez, that went fast. That's all we've got for you, unfortunately. But we'll be back next week. Of course, we'll be uh, we'll be dialing in from the US. Well, I'll be recording in the US because I'll be at the Samsung Note 10 launch. So, three, episode three sixty one will be coming to you from the US. Everything everything we've talked about on this show, though, on episode three sixty, you can check right now at techguide.com.au. And don't forget to get in touch uh, info at techguide.com.au or hit up the Ask Stephen page as well. Uh, a special thanks too to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you. Can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. 